Before this episode starts, I just want to say that this episode was very, very bumpy. We had so many uh, technical difficulties, um, but we decided to to go through, keep on pushing, uh, and still release this episode. Uh, this this episode is is um, a week late because of all the technical difficulties and the editing that had to go through. Uh, some of it will feel choppy, and some of it will feel like the audio uh, is messed up, but like our message in manifest mindset we talk about just pushing through just putting uh process over perfection so i do hope you enjoy because there are a lot of golden nuggets in this episode um and i'll see you next time on another episode of manifest mindset this is manifest mindset where we delve into our true passions inspire the best out of ourselves and live our life with true intention every single day All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset with myself, Nick Davis, and my good friend, Bob Chang. All right. Good to be back. It's been a week, right? Yeah, been a week. It's uh, been a good long week, a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, excited to be back as always, Bob. Anything new going on with you, Nick? No, just another uh, great week at the clinical. Um, so just finished up my second weekend, you know. The more I'm there every single day, just getting more confident, more used to the system. Um, really great chance serving a lot of the great veterans that our country has. So it's been really, really rewarding opportunity and a great learning experience all the way around. Um, been playing a lot of basketball, so a little, legs are a little oh. tired from that, but loving it all the way around. Like you're playing basketball by yourself? No, I've got a bunch of people I play with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- tons of games all the time. Nice. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. What about you, Bob? How's school going? Because you started off, this was your first full week back, right? Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing's been too much. Uh, I've been trying to, to do more work, be more productive. Um, actually, it's been a really good week because uh, I'm, I'm doing two things. I think a few weeks ago, I talked about the, the one funnel away challenge I'm doing. Uh, so it's yep. a 30 day challenge every, every day. Uh, besides the weekend, there's a video, there's a live video and um, somebody comes on and starts yelling at you for, for 40 minutes. Uh, and I enjoy people yelling at me. It, as weird as it sounds, I like it. Um, but basically this week was the pre-training week. So it wasn't the official start of the day challenge, but basically they, they just started to, to tell stories, to, to alter your mindset, uh, to help you believe that doing this thing without these, throughout these 30 days will help you achieve uh, what you want to achieve. So what they plan for you to achieve as well, too. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see what happens. Uh, so far, I've been doing my my goal from last week, so which was to spend two hours every day just watching their videos, doing their things. And I've been spending two hours every day. So it's been nice. Fantastic. So, Bob, tell me, not to get into depth about what they do, but tell me a little bit about these stories that they tell about how they get your mindset um, prepped and ready and to develop that belief in yourself. So this is something that the, the creators of uh, the creators of the challenge talk about. Um, so the creator, Russell Brunson, he, he talks about um, whenever we're, we have a new opportunity, whenever we're trying to break somebody's belief, uh, everybody has three beliefs towards something. So those three beliefs are one, a belief about the vehicle, two, an internal belief, and three, an external belief. Um, so for example, 
losing weight, right? That, that's a great example of that you can use to, to tell stories and break beliefs with that, right? Yep. Um, so uh, a vehicle somebody might present in terms of losing weight is either counting calories, uh, counting macros, the keto diet. So let's say the example for the new opportunity for weight loss is um, keto diet, right? So the first limiting belief or the first false belief that somebody comes up with is this vehicle belief. Um, so basically, will the ketogenic diet work for me? I tried all these other vehicles. How is this different from uh, counting calories, for example, right? And then what you want to do is tell a story that that works in this vehicle belief so it breaks. Does that make sense so far? I'm going to be honest and say no. So you're going to have to tell me a little bit more, Bob. Okay. So uh, the vehicle is is counting is um, the ketogenic diet, right? So the vehicle is whatever, whatever method you use to get to your goal. Yes. That, that's the vehicle. Okay. Uh, when you present an opportunity, for example, losing weight, um, you have a vehicle that helps you get to the, uh, get to that goal you want to get to. Get to the destination. Um, Absolutely. Get to the destination, right? But when somebody sees a new vehicle, for example, somebody who never seen the keto diet, they start to question it. They start to, to ask themselves, will this work for me? How is this different than some other vehicle that I tried in the past and failed with? Right? Because nobody wants a, a, an improvement offer, right? Nobody wants to say that um, they failed at something before because they don't want to own up to it. Does that make sense so right. far? No, it, takes, it absolutely takes a lot of humility. Um, it's tough to own up to your failures, but ultimately, of course, we'd rather succeed tons more times than what we'd, whenever we fail. Yes. So, so that's why so many people have uh, many different limiting beliefs or, or false beliefs that are holding them back from trying this new opportunity. Because they, they don't want to admit that they failed in the past and they don't want to try a, a new vehicle that might lead them to fail again. Gotcha. So the first story that so, you tell. So Bob, when, when you talked about how um, Russell said that everybody has three beliefs about something, is one of those beliefs this false belief at first? Yes, they're all false beliefs. So there's okay, three so core three false beliefs. False beliefs. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So, so the first false belief, sorry if that didn't make sense. But So the first false belief is the false belief about the vehicle. Then okay. it's a false belief that's internal, and then it's a false belief that's external. Gotcha. Okay. So you t- you basically tell three different kinds of stories, which breaks these uh, different beliefs. So the first uh, story can break the belief of the vehicle. So you tell a story about how the ketogenic diet saved their life, uh, saved somebody's life, helped somebody lose 40 pounds. It's the greatest diet in the world. And then slowly people think, hey, maybe that ketogenic diet, maybe that vehicle can help me. Does gotcha. that part make sense? Yep. So then after they, they start believing that this vehicle might work, then they, then an internal limiting belief pops up. So an internal limiting belief is is them not believing in themselves. So uh, internal belief can be, what if, what if I fail? right? That's an internal belief. Or, or what if I don't know how to, to do the ketogenic diet, right? Um, yeah, that, that's doubts that creep into your mind I, yes. is the internal. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so so all the doubts, all the, the things internally that, that you think will hold you back. Yep. So now what, what Russell Brunson talks about next is, is telling a second story that helps break the, the internal belief. So telling a story about how there's this, this transformation um, internally that the ketogenic helped with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right, Bob, take me to round three, external. And then external belief is is basically what it sounds like. There's an external belief. So I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. 
and then you you, sh- you tell a story to break that belief. And for you, what would that story be for somebody like us who is very busy? Who you know these are these are stories that we tell ourselves, and um, at least part of them is based in reality, but it might not be the whole truth. What do you tell yourself? How do you get yourself to break that barrier down? So um, breaking barriers, basically, I'm just gonna just quote everything uh, Russell Brunson talks about in the challenge um, and his books. But basically, to, to break those chains and barriers, you, you got to tell stories, either either from like, you listen to stories from other people. So you hear a story that somebody lost 40 pounds, even though they're a mother of three children, they had to work a nine to five job, um, they had to take care of their husband, they had to do all these different things. Yeah, they still lost 40 pounds. And then once you hear that story, the person listening might believe, oh my God, she's so busy. Maybe I can do that even if I'm that busy, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. So Bob, let me, let me uh, talk about, you know, telling more stories. You tell, you talk a lot about your story of your weight loss, your transformation, your increased confidence in yourself. Um, For you, Bob, what was the biggest factor? Was it the vehicle? Was it the internal? Was it the external? That held me back or? Yeah, that held you back initially. So I would, so it's always a combination of all three, but I would say the most prominent one would be the external. So external as in me not knowing uh, what to do. Gotcha. So, and the way for me, the way for me to overcome that. So uh, knowing how to do the bench press, knowing knowing how to uh, deadlift or squat was, um, it was more so stories because I read books and researched on those things. And then in those books and, and articles and things like that, they did tell stories about um, overcoming that and how to do the actual uh, correct movement. Does that make sense? Yeah, fantastic. So you, you're at the time, your external limitation was a gap in knowledge, a gap in understanding about where to go and what to do. So you actively sought out that information and by seeing that, and at the same time, hearing other people who had been through that, that gave you the belief to say, hey, not only do I know how to do this now, but it's also very possible for me. Yes. I, I, I don't, maybe that's an internal belief, but it's one of those two. Uh, <laughs> hey, either way, it was what um, made it click for you. Like you said, there are many other factors, but a lot of times for people, it's can you get one of those factors down? It's not about tackling all three because once you do one of them, you've taught yourself how to break barriers down. And once you teach yourself how to break barriers down, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So right now that, that uh, challenge is doing, uh, it's treating me well. And and it, he, he's planning out. So Russell Brunson is really planning this out really well. So the first three videos were building a backstory and then breaking beliefs um, uh, for the first three days. And then day four and day five, basically, were webinars that he would sell stuff at the end of those four and five days uh, for like a $2,000 product. And in my mind, it's like, he's just building up that belief and trust with Russell Brunson. He's breaking down the beliefs every single day. And then at the end of the fourth and fifth day, he's selling a $2,000 product. So in my mind, that's a great way to to market and and do that. Um, Does that make sense, Nick? Yeah, fantastic. So not only um, great learning experience from you in terms of how can you better yourself, but kind of cool too to get at kind of his business and marketing schemes and see how he goes about his business. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I'm sure at the end of the 30-day challenge, he's going to do another webinar that's live and pitch another $2,000 product. 
Um, and that's when the most trust has been built after the 30 days and he's going to get a, a superb amount of people buying. Um, so I find that really interesting and, and smart at the same time. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So what do you want to talk about, Nick? What's the topic of today? Bob, that is a great question as always. Um, so let's talk about um, these limiting beliefs and everything and how not only so we're going to assume that we've defined them already. Um, and it's just, let's say it's really emotionally tough. There's something that you want to do, but you're having such a hard time telling yourself that story. How do you kind of dig your heels in? How do you have the grit? How do you create a support system for yourself that's okay. able to do that well? I I like that question, Nick. That, that's a good topic that we talk about, um, even though we've been talking for around 10-ish minutes. Um, but what I like to, to think is that the mind is literally just the words that you create. Like the, the mind isn't, um, it never took in a statistics class and your mind will tell you things so nasty that you won't even tell your worst enemies. What do, you believe, what do you believe that? I I mean, I don't know if you said that about my mind. I'm not sure if maybe your mind. No, I'm kidding, Bob. Um, <laughs> okay, well, let, let's keep going with that. I want to see where you go. Yeah, so so basically, um, let, let me just tell a story. So the other day, actually a few years ago, right, um, when we graduate from undergrad for, for college, we have this pinning ceremony. Uh, basically, everybody in our class we walk up, shake the professor's hands, and we get a pin and a name tag that uh, that shows that we graduated undergrad and we're transitioning to graduate school for PT. Absolutely. Um, so it, it's a fun time. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. Uh, there's no music, but everybody's happy and, and it's a good time, right? It's a, it's a nice moment. Oh, man, um, I remember it. I remember it like it was just three years ago. <laughs> but... Um, that day I was, I was terrified. Uh, not because I didn't know anybody or not because I, I, um, was afraid they're going to say my name wrong, but I was terrified because I thought my pants were going to fall when I walked up to get my pin and did, my, did you forget your belt or something, Bob. No, I, my mind was just convinced that my pants were going to fall down. You, <laughs> So th that was my mind telling me 100%, Bob, your pants are going to fall if you walk up stage, right? Uh, I was even sure that I, I made sure my, my pants were extra tight. My belt was extra tight the day in the morning, the, the day of, so they wouldn't fall. Um, and it goes and to show. And you'll give yourself neuralgica parasitica from having those tight waistband compensating for your lack of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but. But, but it goes to show how, how ridiculous the mind is, right? It's telling you all these absurd things that make you terrified. Um, and I mean, that's what's happening with our podcast. We've probably had like five different stirring stops right now. Um, but it can happen anywhere in life. It can happen with your business. It can happen with um, a sports team you're currently on. It can happen anywhere. And I think the real important question that comes to mind is what's that initial reaction in your mind. And to me, it's yeah. even more, it's even more important than what the actual outcome is because that defines your character, who you are in the face of adversity and what you can do. Um, because I would far rather have 
um, a guy on my team, let's say for a sports event where, you know, we're faced with a lot of adversity. We're down by a lot. And what he's saying is, okay, how can I get this next step going? How can I, we might be down by a lot, but how can I do what's under my control to take one step forward? And we still, we make a little bit of a comeback, but we still lose. I would far rather have him on my team if that's somebody who's it's all overwhelmed by not having enough points, by not being in a great situation, and kind of just coast to the end of the game, even if we do still up, end up winning. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's like, it, it does get, um, so so I, I feel like for, for many people, and, and for me too, is that our first reaction is probably probably very emotional too. Yeah, and then, and then absolutely. Once, yeah, and then, and then once emotions take over, it, it, it kind of is harder to think uh, more logically. I don't know if you agree with that, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, yeah, the more kind of emotional involvement we have, um, you know, I think a lot of times the emotions they go, we get, they get either a really good rep or a really bad rep. Um, either like for these kind of situations we're talking about, they get a really bad rep where they stop us from thinking with a clear mind. But in other situations where, you know, everything's really happy, really great, kind of an ideal situation, the emotions are glorified. And I think ultimately it's really a, a middle ground. We've got to value both the emotional and the intellectual. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think a great example of of this actually coming into play is, is recently, um, th- this is another, I guess, one of my failures that I'm going to share, but... Uh, and how I reacted kind of emotionally. Um, but uh, I don't even know how to, how to share this. But, but a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I talked about how I wanted to, to post to daily um, and post daily social media and, and all those nice things. Yep. But but a year prior to that, I was doing this 90-day challenge. Uh, actually, I think it was a 30-day challenge where I was supposed to post – three times a day for 30 days, I think 2017-ish. Um, so every day for 30 days, I posted 30 times on Instagram. Um, and at the end of the 30 days, I saw no results. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a scam. This is all low BS. This is all stupid. Um, and obviously, it, it works. If you, if you put out good content uh, multiple times per day, and and you get your name out there, but it takes a while. It, it, this is the that's the long form of that's a long term uh, branding style, right? Right. But I got I, the longer one of my great mentors, what he always says: the longer you stick around in something, the better chance you have of succeeding. Yeah, and and I, I at the end I got super emotional and I was like, oh, that's it, I'm I'm done, I'm not going to post anymore. And then I took a, a two month break. Very realistic for the doubts to creep in heavy for you to doubt your entire career path, for you to doubt um, that this is the purpose in your life. When really all that happened is you met a significant obstacle. You didn't, the outcome wasn't absolutely ideal. The outcome wasn't exactly what you expected. I mean, yeah. I can talk about one of my failures too in this area. It was on the last clinical I was at. And overall I had a fantastic clinical, amazing time. Um, really grew a lot as a clinician, as a person, getting to know a lot of people. And I was ready to end on a highlight. It was my last day of the clinical. I 
been a stellar performance all the way throughout and had a really, really good in-service plan, a really good educational component for everybody. Um, and this was in front of like 12 or 13 different PTs. I had a, um, a lecture-based style to it, but also half of it was a, a lab portion going through a lot of different um, kind of more advanced manual techniques and everything. And I was really pumped to do it. So for, you know, stars colliding kind of a, uh, so part of it was, um, well, I'll just admit exactly what happened. So what happened was I had so much content prepared. I was really excited about it that I felt rushed. And because I felt rushed, I didn't, I couldn't give them quite the same quality that they were looking for. Um, so there was a disconnect from what I wanted to deliver from the message to what I was truly able to do. And also, you know, again, thank God that it happened um, this way as far as somebody coming back. But they had a PT on staff who was unfortunately going through a tough battle with cancer. And um, he, he came back. He was back that day. He wasn't back as a full-time PT yet, but back for a big visit with everybody. So it was the first time he had been around in months and multiple months. So they were all excited to see him and pretty distracted at that point. Um, but okay. it was, it was a failure in my mind because so again, they were all focused on other things for the most part. My message was more rushed than I wanted to be. And after this big level of preparation, I was, you know, I was ready to go on the highlight. Bob. I was feeling great about this whole clinical. Yep. And it really, it really kept me humble. It really had me um, keep myself in mind, stay in check about, Hey, this is um, this is something that I really wanted to do. I see value in, and it took a lot of reflecting to really refine what I wanted to do in the future even better. Yeah, but no. That whole, my whole reason for giving the, that long-winded answer in the story is that it's another example of where our mind initially goes. I mean, I was emotionally, I was upset. I was ready to go out on this big high, and here I was crashing to a kind of low, and it was still good to go out. It was so great to see everybody and do all that, but it was, there was a lot of disappointment in my mind. Yeah. And, um, I want to further add on to that. Uh, basically my story and your story. Well, one thing I feel like both of us had in common was, was this, this belief, this expectation that we had that everything was going to go positive. And if it didn't go positive, the, the world would just go south. Yeah, right. Um, and, and the reason why why I chuckled a little bit when you were telling the story about with the guy who, who came in is because you you never know what's going to happen. We can have the best preparation in the world, um, and then we, if we have s- super high expectations that we set, and and things randomly come in like things we can't control come in and mess everything up, we'll just get disappointed, right? And then that can mass our judgment. Our judgment. We, we become quote unquote emotional. And things wouldn't be the best. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And Bob, that poisons a really good point. And so, what if we, as people, as humans, as people who value our mindset, what if we were able to change our connotation and association when things went south? When there is a, when we're preparing, and when there is an event that comes up that's totally, totally unexpected, what if instead of freaking out internally, we're just able to smile at it and say, "Hey, man." This is kind of off script anyway. Let's just make it the best we can. Yeah, that that's a great way to, to just think about it. And I think we'll be so much better, I think, or at least I'll be so much better if, I'll, if I did have that 
instantaneous reaction. Does that make sense? So when things do go south, I, that's the mindset that I shift towards to instead of that emotional negative state where you get frustrated and all that. Right. Yeah, I like it. This episode was a very bumpy episode. It was extremely bumpy. It was a rocky road, um, not a smooth like ice cream rocky road, but a very realistic uh, gravel in our elbows rocky road. But Bob and I made it. We pushed through, and we're going to make this happen. Yeah. Um, so, also, last week we talked about doing Chapter 3 of the book. Yes, or chapter we did two, that. Section 1, we did that. Uh, I did my thing for... Um, I did my thing for... What did I even do? I forgot. Um, it was the same two hours every day. Oh, yes. I did that thing. <laughs> and I want to keep that same goal, because this week is coming up. I'm going to conferences... Uh, and I want to spend that same time commitment just doing everything they say uh, for this week. Nice. Bob, what conferences are you going to? Uh, I'm going to CSM, so a big physical therapy conference that's coming up on Wednesday. Nice. Uh, I'm all the way. I know it's in Washington, D.C., so have a blast there. I'm all the way out in California. Not that I can't make it, but I can't afford all the frequent flights, so I am not going, but have a great time there. And for everybody else at CSM, whether you're listening to this before or after, have a fantastic time out there. Um, keep pursuing the knowledge, keep pursuing the connection with others, and strive for greatness within physical therapy. Yeah, that's it. I like it. Um, do you have anything else you want to add, Nick? So, Bob, talk to me real quick about um, what you want to do for next week. Yes. So so, so I, I said um, just doing that challenge, the, the same yep. thing. Great. Because uh, this week is going to be pretty busy. And I want to make sure that I spend at least two hours every day doing it. Fantastic. Yep. Does that make sense? Makes a ton of sense. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this episode, then, if you want to conclude. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us on this Rocky Road episode of Manifest Mindset. Have a great All right. day. And be the inspiration to yourself that you deserve. <laughs> I like it, Mike. All right. I'll see you next week. Well, we'll everybody will talk next week on another episode of Manifest Mindset.